with Ben Canning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. You have a shower today? I, I did shower today. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I feel like I need a sentence just in between. I listened back to it last week and I was like, I just, I'm missing a sentence right in between the yo, welcome back, and I'm Ben Canning. But anyway, I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. A shower, and Dave Kennedy. Is, <laughs> and this is another episode of Hacking Your Health podcast. So, what's up? Ah, not much, man. It's been a been a great week. Uh, you know, check-ins today, of course, uh, for yeah. for us. So, uh, looking good. I have actually dropped a few pounds, which has been awesome. Uh, you know, to see kind of like the, the tapering off of the weight and and everything kind of working as anticipated. So, you know, uh, for those who've been following the podcast, I've been you know gradually gaining weight. And now we're kind of in a cutting phase. So the you know the weight phase kind of going away has been nice. But uh, no, it's been been a pretty solid week. I um just a really quick funny story. Uh, one of my buddies is is really starting to get into. Uh, lifting and he's never really done it you know religiously before in his life but he's he's a really strong guy it, just in general you know you ever see you ever met those guys that are just like naturally just strong, yeah, strong yeah. like just stupid strong so he's one of those guys that's just super strong and um and so he uh, he came over and he's been going to planet fitness uh for for a few weeks and kind of doing his own thing and i was like well so what'd you do yesterday he's like oh i did uh what did he say i did uh chest and biceps yesterday i'm like okay okay let's let's talk a little bit about how we can fix this a little bit so he uh he came over and uh we, we did legs with him and uh i've never heard a grown man complain so many times in his life and then i, I texted him like, he couldn't get up the stairs you know like I, I destroyed him and then uh you know which by the way it's like that's like the first time i've ever done that where i've like you know kind of coached somebody during their their workout routine and i enjoyed putting him through a substantial amount of pain and agony it was very rewarding for me welcome welcome to the past five or six years of my life <laughs> i think i'm gonna quit security and be a personal trainer so <laughs> change your career change your career here we go uh, no but he i texted him later on in the day i was like hey man how you doing he's like I feel like a truck hit me, and he put in parentheses in a good way. You know, I was like, "Oh, that's great." So it was, it was a good, 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 fun week, though. But uh, how about you, man? How have you been? Yeah, I'm doing good. It's actually funny that you mentioned. Well, how have you been? How have you been? Seriously? No, I have. I have actually genuinely been good. Like I'm genuinely good. For you anybody who's listening, yeah. we were talking just before, uh, just before I hit record. So I was listening to the podcast. Long story short, around mental health, and this is actually a good tip for anybody to note that. Generally, when someone asks you, you know, how are you doing? We'll brush over it and we'll just say doing good or doing okay. And nobody actually really has the conversation about how people are. So the idea behind the podcast that I was listening to, I'll link it in the show notes, um, is basically check in on people that are close around you. You don't really know what's going on with them. So have a second, how are you really doing? Um, but genuinely, again, as we said, I'm very grateful. I'm very lucky and I'm, very, I'm doing very good. I'm good. I'm laughing at you saying that you are coming down in weight. So I don't think I'm going to be able to make it up in waiting time. So my goal is just to make sure you <laughs> you come down in weight so I can meet, meet you in the middle before I come over. Ben's going to be like, hey, uh, Dave, you're going down to 1,500 calories a day yeah. uh, until, yeah, yeah. until I get there. You have but, to uh, do keto. Keto, yeah, do keto. you have to do three three thirty six hour fast a week. <laughs> <laughs> I get here. I have like noodle arms. <laughs> well, and hey, I, I got to apologize ahead uh, ahead of time on the uh, last podcast. I think there was a little bit of uh, sound uh, quality issues where I was it was picking up like heavy breathing or something like that. I think uh, I don't know whether that was you or me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I would hear it though if it was you. So it probably was me, but you think you would hear me too. Anyways, I, if it was, I think it was picking up my headphones as the microphone as well, potentially. So okay. I think I got that address this week. So hopefully it's 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 a lot better. So I apologize if you just heard. <gasps> <laughs> but yes, anyway, genuinely, I'm doing good. I'm back to training at full capacity, food zone line, um, training with Helmy. Helmy's a big boy. He a big boy. Uh, has agreed to come on the podcast next week. Oh, nice. So That'd be awesome. He was like, do, do we have any structure? I was like, no. No. Was, what are we going to talk about? I was like, I don't know. Just yeah. talk about you and, and bodybuilding yeah. and whatever the fuck you want to talk. He's like, is Dave going to be there? I was like, yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> so yeah, we'll have him That's on next awesome. week, which will be good fun. But, um, I cannot wait to talk to him. He's a great guy. 
He seems like <laughs> I've never met him, but he seems yeah. like a great guy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you will enjoy the the conversation. And anybody who is listening who knows him will be laughing because he is such a unique character, and he's he is not the person that I originally ever thought he was. Like you think bodybuilder, like me, Daddy is not that person in any way, shape or form. So it'll be an interesting conversation. But anyway, yes, training's going good. Everything's going good. Work's going good. No complaints. It's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that things are going good, you know? And uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm finding like little things throughout the week that I've started changing up a little bit. Like for example, um, this, this, this past week, I've been focusing less on getting like carbs in early in the morning and stuff like that. And just kind of replenishing, you know, getting protein in, uh, and then, you know, literally focusing on my training, uh, as when I start to get my carb intake and everything else. And then, you know, post post meal. And what I've actually found about doing that is I'm less hungry throughout the rest of the day because, you know, I've kind of offloaded some of that calories early on in the morning to later on in the afternoon or evening. So like now I'm, I actually don't even eat lunch until probably three o'clock and then I eat dinner more like, you know, seven o'clock. And then by then, you know, I'm, I, you know, I have my calories, but I'm not hungry at all for the rest of the night. So like that, that staggering, I, I get my protein intake around 10 o'clock now. And then, you know, I'll have, um, around noon, I'll, I'll, uh, pound a whole bunch of oatmeal and then, you know, go get my workout in the afternoon. If I, if it's a you know day where I have cardio in the morning and then, uh, it's been working out really well. So I've been enjoying that energy levels have been pretty consistent, uh, throughout the week. And, uh, so that's something I've been doing a little bit different than versus, you know, kind of eating a big, big breakfast, big lunch, big dinner, and then kind of, you know, snacking in between. Uh, I kind of like the more staggering a little bit more towards later in the day has been working better for me. Yeah, I find that this is just a, a personal preference. And I think back to like when I was like on a meal plan, like super on the ball with it, that my first two meals, meal one and meal two, they were not breakfast and lunch at that point. They were just meal one, meal two were just protein and fat. So I would have had four eggs and f four whole eggs cooked in 10 grams of butter for my first meal. And I would have had this at like 4 a.m. before I went out to work, before I went to, to train in the gym or work in the gym. Um, and then my next meal would have been 250 grams of extra lean mince and a whole avocado and then some salad and veg along with it. And then just as you're saying, you know, an hour and a half or two hours before my workout, I would have had my oats with dark chocolate and berries and stuff like that. And that's that's when I, number one, was the most consistent with my food, but number two, had the best workouts, you know, had the most consistent progress um, and then had my obviously post-workout shake cereal and then had a, a big dinner of like you know chicken and potatoes or chicken and rice or chicken and pasta yeah i was watching a, a bodybuilding episode of one of the guys from uh the animal pack group and this guy's just bodybuilders I mean, are so it's crazy so strange like it's very crazy. unique people you know I, I was watching his his daily routines of, of how he eats and everything and for one i mean it's like literally chicken and rice all day long he's got this big thing of chicken and rice right but then like you know in his his cardio and it's, it's crazy because you look at this guy and he's just gigantic. I mean, he's like, you know, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman size, you know, just huge bodybuilder, you know, competition, you know, style type of type of guy. And his cardio, you know, you look at these guys, and you're like, man, these guys are, are jacked or fit. This guy does like five minutes or 10 minutes on the treadmill just walking. And he's like, <gasps> you know, like it's too much, too much mass on your body for you to be anywhere near, you know, in cardio shape whatsoever. But then like he's just eating all day long of chicken and broccoli chicken and broccoli but then at the at the very end of the night he has a massive meal that's you know like you know noodles and you know clams and butter and all this other stuff you know just this big you know linguine pasta type of thing and and he's like enjoy it you know as, as you go along so it's, it's interesting how everybody's uh you know, based on your body type, obviously who you are, the calories you burn, that type of stuff is all very different based off of how you do it. I'll tell you, uh, you'll see this week's check-in. My fat has been extremely low. I'm talking, you know, 30, 40 grams a day of, of fat. And I find that I, find, I, I respond very well to that uh, from an energy perspective and protein perspective. So a lot of my food is really lean, you know, uh, uh, really lean meats. And then, you know, a lot of oatmeal and protein you know shakes and things like that you know as i post post workout protein shakes so it's been really good to, to kind of play with that a little bit more yeah I, i'm a big fan of keeping fats as low as possible and even if i think back to the time that i was just talking about like okay yes i had all eggs in the morning cooked in butter and i had the mince with the avocado but genuinely after that there was like minimal fat the rest of the day and it was just so basically the if you consume fat along with other macronutrients it slows down the whole digestion process so 
my thought process or the thought process that Callum had behind that would be if you want to get your protein and your carbs in quickly after you train, so the shake and the cereal, you don't want to have a fat source alongside that because it will slow everything down. So I know I've spoken about Cocoa Pops before, but generally his recommendation was just low fat cereal. So it was like any cereal that was below 3% fat, so like yeah. 3 grams of fat per 100 grams. Um, and that's that's the thinking behind that because it, it just allows your body to actually uptake the nutrients and process it that little bit faster. I've even read, uh, you know, some from a, a processing simple carbohydrates, hydrates perspective, things like Pop-Tarts post-workout is actually you know, not a bad idea as far as replenishing glycogen stores and things to that effect. You know, again, fitting it within your, you know, uh, calorie breakout of what you're doing. But obviously, you don't want to load yourself up with a ton of uh, sugar and things like that, processed sugars and stuff. So, but uh, it's something to be, be cautious of. But that, that brings us into our topic today, which is, you know, how do you optimize your training because obviously what we're talking about here is living a healthy lifestyle and it's all about optimization it's all about you know how can we get from point a to point b and, and continue to make progress and how do we optimize ourselves so that we're not feeling like total crap as we're working out or that we can push ourselves a little bit further or recover faster um as we're going through this this cycle here so today's podcast is gonna be really centric around you know what is what is our protocols for you know pre-workout intro workout post-workout recovery you know what are we doing uh to maintain high levels of energy uh you know and and you know i i, I do a little bit different where you know I've, I've cardio days and lifting days the same day which is you know not a lot of folks do because well and you can still do that but not to the extent that you're doing like i'm doing an hour-long hit training which is exhausting and then I'm doing you know an hour hour and a half of, of lifting at the gym. So can I just sort of uh, interrupt the, the voice that you sent me the other day and ask me, did I want to do Orange Theory when I was in Iowa? <laughs> and I was like, this isn't a question so much of do I want to do it. It's just tell me what day I'm going to do it on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it, we were we were talking about it in our text messages, and uh, you know, yeah, it's, I'll just give you an example of today. There was a, a guy there that. Uh, well, actually, I, I've, I've picked up on him. He, he watches me go and get my weight to get my weight, and then he tries to get something similar. But I'm so much further past him now that, that, that that's not even a, a thing. So, like, today he stopped and he waited for me to go get a weight. Like, I could tell he's just sitting there, you know, like, putzing around, you know, glancing over a little bit over at me, you know, waiting. And I'm like, come on, man, really? Like, is this really – you want to you do this right now? Okay, let's do it. So, so it was a single-arm uh, bench press, okay? So – uh, so I go over and I'm like, you know what? I, you know, I normally would probably just pick up a 50 right now because it's more reps than it is power. But I'm like, this guy's sitting there waiting for me to pick up this dumbbell. So you know what? I got the heaviest weight there, which is their 80 pound dumbbell. Then I grabbed that and I use that. And he, he looked at, he looked at me, he looked at the dumbbell and he even got a 40. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, so, you know, but, uh, that's, that's how it's going to be when Ben and I go to orange series, like we're gonna be sitting next to each other in a treadmill and I'm gonna be going, you know, seven miles an hour. He's gonna be like, I'm going to go 7.5 and then I'm like, well, I'm going nine and then you're going to go 12 and then we're going to be, by the time I end of the no, day, we're going to be at 12 can, in client's home. <laughs> I can simply say that the on the cardio side, I will not be trying to compete with you. The weight the weight side of it, I, I won't have an issue with, but the I'll not be able to keep up with on the cardio side. I mean, I might try, but you might need to literally pick me up off the floor afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. I'm going to enjoy it. I, uh, I'm gonna get the instructors all prepped, ready to go to uh, to uh, cheer cheer you Great. on, or, or, or yeah, yeah, mess with you a bit. <laughs> It'll be good. But it's it's funny though. Like I, I'll tell you from a competing perspective, you know, like I've talked about this in the podcast before. To where when I go to Orange Theory, I'm trying to compete with somebody mentally in my head, you know, to go against them or something. But what's what's changed now is, and and, and I don't mean to sound like egotistical because that's not what I'm trying to come off with here. But I'm I'm so far ahead on the running, on the rowing, on the weightlifting, than than the folks that are in that class, which is you know really cool. And and now I'm the competition for everybody. So I notice all the guys look at what I'm doing all the time, and they always focus on whatever I'm doing and try to beat me on it, which is really cool because it does push me to go a little bit further. So like today on the rowers, there's a guy there um, who's who's a great guy. But you can see him looking over at me every so often to see where I'm at on the rower, and he's trying to go, you know, light speed to get there too. So I'm obviously going faster, trying to beat him. So it's it's actually kind of this fun competition between, you know, folks uh, as we're going through. And obviously, I won on the treadmill, and obviously, I won on the rower, and obviously, I run in the uh, won on the weight room. But uh, it was not a competition at all, even though it was a competition. So. <laughs> but yes, anyway, back to, back to. How uh, you structure your day with the cardio and the weights? Yeah, 
you know, for for we should we should caveat with everybody is different um, in how they do things uh, and when their eating schedules are and you know what they eat and how they eat and what's most for what's most for optimal performance. But there's a lot of good science behind understanding how our bodies work, right? So you know, basic breakdown: carbohydrates, energy, protein for muscles, right? And uh, fat for for everything else. And and so when you look at at what you're trying to accomplish, for me, uh, there's some good data on doing fasted cardio, uh, and I prefer doing fasted cardio personally because uh, there's there's two things that have to happen. Uh, for fat release. Uh, one, your body has to basically mark your fat and say, this is ready to go for energy. And the second thing is your body actually has to transport that fat to be burned uh, as energy. Now, in a fasted state, the time period for you to be in a fat loss phase via cardio is much shorter than if you're in a non-fasted state. So if you're looking at, at fat burning as the pure concept for this, uh, cardio fasted will have better results for fat loss than uh, you know, eating beforehand for energy or whatever. Now, again, if your goal is long-term cardio where you're running for five hours, well, obviously, you know, getting the appropriate nutrients and everything else that you need ahead of time is going to be really important for energy so that you just don't continuously wear your body down. But for me, you know, if it's a cardio day, um, I, I typically do cardio first thing in the morning and then I do not eat anything. I do have um, a non-calorie uh, workout drink. Well, so I do pre-workout, which is like 10 calories, which shouldn't spike glucose. And then you have, I have a, um, zero calorie intro workout drink. That's just essential amino acids. Uh, and for essential amino acids, all that is, is the breakdown of proteins that your body can use, uh, for, you know, essentially building muscles for protein synthesis. So if you're in a, if you don't have enough protein and you're drinking essential amino acids, um, it, this will help, your body build muscle and not deplete muscle or rip muscle apart uh, in your body for, for energy sources. So a lot of times I'll drink essential amino acids as I'm going through um, my, my workout. So pre-workout, you know, caffeine, beta alanine, things like that to get me kind of pumped up and motivated. Um, and then, uh, then a pre-work or a, a, a intro workout that has no sugar, nothing like that. Again, can continue that fasted state. And then post-workout on cardio, uh, I do, uh, a protein shake, usually 50 grams of protein. And that's it, you know, basically for the, for the morning for me, I'll get into my workout routine, like lifting in a second, but pass it over you, Ben, for your, what you do for, for cardio. <laughs> well, in my experience of doing 20 minutes on the bike for the past <laughs> however many, many weeks it's been, I'll do something similar that I'll just have, I tend to do it as soon as I wake up. So I'll do something similar that I basically just have, like I make up my shaker with, some sort of EAAs um, and some sort of electrolytes in it just so that I have something sort of to sip on. Now, the cardio that you do at Orange Theory versus the cardio that I do is obviously entirely different. Yours is high intensity and it's an hour long. Mine is low intensity and I'm just sat on the bike. So I think for me, it's just about, I guess it's actually just about priming the body for the rest of the day. So having those sort of essential amino acids and having those electrolytes, the electrolytes are going to replace any sort of um, salts and other electrolytes lost in your body during sleep. And then obviously the, the EAAs to sort of prime your body for what you're going to do from a nutrient perspective for the rest of the day. But genuinely, like, I mean, 20 minutes on the bike, it's not exactly um, exhausting or, or high level of cardio. And then post-workout, I'll just have like my breakfast because it's, it's time to eat. Yep. Yep. And then, and then you get into the, uh, workout phase of things. So for me, um, I've really started focusing on like, Hey, I'm going to need energy and a, and a large consumption of energy very quickly for, for, uh, working out. So typically pre-workout, um, I will eat a lot of carbohydrates. I don't necessarily stack that with protein. Uh, some people do, and people say, Hey, protein beforehand is great. I try to keep my stomach kind of as, um, focused on energy as possible, I guess is the best way of putting it than kind of blowing myself up with like a bunch of meat or food or protein shakes, etc. So I, I usually have like three or four packets of peaches and cream oatmeal, which is the best peaches and cream ever. It's amazing. Um, my wife is actually really upset with me right now because I keep buying more and more boxes of peaches and cream. So like when I find something I like, like I get like 30 of them because I don't ever want to run out of them. So like, you know, protein shakes, pre-workout, sh you know, I have a whole storage full of that, you know, and it keeps getting- I actually getting can't wait to like, whenever we train, just to go up to the protein store, oh, yeah. to yeah. just be able to like, what can I have post-workout? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, I got a whole selection here. It's like, instead of having a closet of clothes, 
you know, that's on the floor in the kitchen or something. I have, I have this whole whole walk-in closet of protein. So, um, but uh, for me, I, I usually do like three or four packets of um, of peaches and cream oatmeal. That's kind of my thing. And then I also found these really cool. Uh, they're uh, whole food bars um, that you have to keep refrigerated, like these chocolate chip bars, and it's just the combination of like oatmeal, protein, things like that, and it's like. 22 grams of protein, 44 grams of carbohydrates, and like 3.5 grams of fat. And it's really tasty. You know, it's like a chocolate chip cookie, but it's big. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have that beforehand if I want to do that or as a post-workout or meal, a quick meal on the road if I need it. Um, but basically, it's, it's you know, an hour before I'm about to go work out, complex carbohydrates to allow my body to start to digest that, to be able to use it for energy. And then usually 15, 20 minutes before I actually go and work out, uh, I'll take my pre-workout if it's not a cardio day. If it's a cardio day, I'll just take like, um, you know, like a high caffeine, like 100, 100 milligram caffeine, you know, pre-workout versus the 300 milligram one that I take in the morning for uh, for uh, for the other. And then, um, and then I'll uh, uh, usually eat a like banana or something like that, you know, 15, 20 minutes beforehand. And then I'll hit the gym, you know, and do that. Now, during my gym time, as I'm working out, I have an intro workout, uh, uh, shake, which is um, basically I use Jay Cutler's Repair. It's uh, dextro ba- dextrose based, uh, so it it helps with uh, really fast glycogen repair and giving you more energy as you're going through it. And it also has uh, essential amino acids as part of that as well. So you know, as we're breaking down the muscles themselves, making sure that you know, our body has ample things to rebuild it with. Um, granted, I'm sure it's not happening at the exact same time, but again, trying to protect that as much as possible. And then, um, you know, after workout, post-workout is where I typically eat a big meal, uh, protein-centric, uh, very high protein-centric. So, you know, I have like a, you know, a steak, you know, a chicken, uh, something to that effect, usually some rice or something, carbohydrates um, afterwards to kind of maintain those level sources. What's going to happen is you're going to drop all your energy down you're going to have nothing from an energy perspective and it's going to take you an hour to essentially hour or more to rebuild those energy stores for the rest of the day uh your glycogen stores and everything else for the rest of the day so you know getting in some good carbohydrates after your workout is also really good um to maintain levels of energy because you just don't want to be dead and trash the rest of the day because I, I found if i just do protein afterwards i feel like total shit the rest of the day like i just got no energy i go upstairs and i crash and you know if i'm doing cardio heavy intense cardio for an hour a day and I'm working out in the afternoon, that is a lot of stress on your body that you're putting yourself through. Um, and Ben suggested I go down to two days, which is not happening, but it's, it's a good thought. It's a good thought. But uh, um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, like you, you want to optimize yourself so that you can perform throughout the whole day, not, you know, lose focus or track of, of anything else and make sure that you're staying at optimal energy levels. Yeah, I think I think there's plenty of other things that we can look at and take into consideration that will allow you to optimize your workout or hour and a half or whatever it is. Um, for me, from a nutrition perspective, it has pretty much been consistent for the past seven or eight years. I will have oats, oatmeal, um, either 90 minutes or an hour before I train. And it, this is a sort of more recent realization that if I'm training upper body, I'll tend to have a little bit closer because I like to feel a little bit fuller whenever I'm going into the session. Like I like to feel fuller in my stomach. If I'm training lower body, I'll try and leave it like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes because I want that to be digested because I mean, lower body training legs is bad enough without having a full stomach. So between an hour and an hour and 45 minutes, depending on what I'm training, I'll have oats, oatmeal, whey protein, generally 50 grams and then mixed berries so like blueberries raspberries or strawberries um usually 20 grams of dark chocolate and that's been my pre-workout meal genuinely for the past in in different quantities from anywhere from 60 grams of oats to 120 grams of oats um and i have that in an hour between an hour and an hour and 45 minutes before i work out Inter workout my shake is I have my creatine intro workout. I have the Innova Farm EAAs because the pink lemonade one is absolutely delicious. Um, I also have the Applied Nutrition Carbex. You're talking about dextrose, that same sort of thing. Um, and I put between five and eight grams of citrulline mallet in there as well, just to sort of keep me going right through the end of the workout. That's my intro workout shake. Um, and then post-workout, again, it's been pretty consistent over the past however many years it's been. Um, some form of low-fat cereal, generally Cocoa Pops, sometimes Frosties. Um, again, anywhere from 60 to 250 grams at one point, um, have that with a protein shake. And depending on 
how much volume from a cereal perspective i'll tend to just have my shake with my cereal so i'm not having like a shake and then cereal mixed with oat milk or almond milk um and then about an hour after that i'll have a proper meal the reason that i have the shake and the thing that's easy to digest after a workout is obviously from a digestion perspective after you work out there's a lot of blood flowing around the rest of your body and not really much going on in your digestive system so i'll have that something that's sort of readily available and easy to digest that's going to absorb quite quickly um and that's sort of how i how i would do it i tend to have like a liter and a half of water so this anybody of the 31 people that watch on youtube a bottle like that is about as much water as i drink intra workout um, and i think that's probably a good point to touch on that you know if we're talking about optimizing your workout and optimizing the things that you're doing in the gym making sure you're hydrated before you go in is like key like non-negotiable and i've had this conversation so many times in check-ins over the past two weeks that your hydration and your water intake should be every single day without fail whatever it needs to be between two liters and four liters whoever you are whatever you're doing that you need to get that in because the difference in performance i think it's something like if you're two percent dehydrated it affects your performance up to 20 percent. so you can work that out yourself but it is so important to get your to get your water in um, and make sure you're hydrated before you go into your workout yeah, hydration is is really key on literally every aspect throughout the whole day, right? And that's yeah. you know one of the things I focus on, you know, especially after after uh, cardio, uh, I, I pound you know water up leading up to it, and and that's one thing too. You know, if you look at if you're timing cardio and lifting and things like that, you know, typically if you listen to Ben or you listen to a lot of folks that are focused on the weight training aspects of things and, and getting putting on more muscle mass. You know, cardio before working out is fine from a warm-up perspective, but you typically don't want to murder yourself, you know, like via HIIT training and things like that prior to your your lift because you're going to be depleting most of your energy on that HIIT training aspect and not the muscle categorization part of it where you're actually trying to build muscle. And so, you know, warming up is great. You know, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of, of you know, some low impact, low intensity, get your heart rate up, you know, start to, you know, get you warmed up for, for, your, uh, for your lift. And then, you know, conduct your lift. Now, if you want to get cardio in, typically it's recommended to do cardio afterwards, right? So do, you know, do your lifting first, focus predominantly on that, then do your cardio as you go again. And again, this is objective-based. So if your goal is cardiovascular health and having more of a slimmer body profile and, you know, doing long-distance runs and things like that and weight training is just a, a component of that where you want to maintain leanness, you know, that's a different story. So then, you know, obviously doing cardio and focusing on cardio, I think, is, is most important. Um, so... You know, uh, different different things for for different people based on on what you're looking for, and so for for me, you know, when I do orange cereal in the morning, I have to wait at least you know five hours minimally before I actually go and I do resistance training because my body needs time to recover from that pretty intense cardio you know exercise that we did. So I did you know orange cereal this morning between eight fifteen and nine fifteen. I probably will not work out until about two o'clock. Um, and then I'll work out from two to three or two to three thirty, uh, depending on what day it is and how long I have to go through it. But, uh, you know, that, that gives me enough time to restore my energy, you know, feel good again about, uh, being able to go down there and then, you know, actually put in, you know, high intensity, high exercise. And, you know, what's interesting is, um, I have, I've done benchmarks on my lifting routines and how long it takes me as well as the amount of volume. And what I find is that if I don't do cardio one day, uh, like, let's just say, today I didn't do cardio and I lifted. It'll be relatively the same, if not the same, from a volume and weight perspective. So I'm not hindering my weight training at all by going and doing this. Now, some people that may happen, and if you're hindering your weight training, you know you don't wanna do this type of schedule, right? But for me, um, this is this this is what works within my schedule, my confines of my day. I don't wanna be going through cardio on the weekends because I have too many things going on with the kids and that type of stuff. And you know, what's nice though is like, I, I will say from a sleep perspective, we talk about recovery, we'll call, talk about recovery here in a little bit, but you know, what's nice is like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I wake up early, right? And what I mean by early is, you know, 645, which is super early for me. It's like, shit, really? Um, you know, like to actually a, a good story about that today uh, that I want to bring in is that I woke up this morning at 645 and, and normally my mind is like, okay, it's time to go, right? Like get up go do your stuff, go take your vitamins, go do this, you know, go to the shower, whatever, you know, take my thyroid medicine. And then I, you know, I, I do my thing and I go and I, I, I drive to, to orange area. Now, and a funny story about that too, is like, I'm very particular on where I go and the, the, the routine that I go on. And so like the A15 class at orange theory, there's like a group of these, these, these people that 
get there super early and like hog all the treadmills. So it, it has become a battle on who can get there earlier <laughs> to get the treadmill. So like I came in one day, it was like 755. And I got on tread 13, which I still got a tread, but it was like the last tread. I'm like, seriously, it doesn't start till 815. You guys are getting here 20 minutes early. So I start getting there now at 750 <laughs> and I walk in to get tread and there's nobody there. And I'm tread one all the time now. So, so I've, I've won that for now. But anyways, um, this morning when I woke up, you know, what's interesting is, is I, I, I actually felt today. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I want to sleep in today. Like, I just want to just relax and chill and sleep in and uh, make it because I don't have any meetings until like 1030. You know, I can get some emails in in the morning. You know, it could be a nice chill day with a cup of coffee. And then I can go get my lift in the afternoon. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go get my cardio in. And I looked at my whoop and whoop was like, hey, you're 86% recovered. You got some good sleep yesterday. It's time to hit it. Right. And I think that's where like your wearables can also be a nice motivating factor. Like if Honestly, if I was like in the 10% recovery and I just felt like total shit, well, I might make the determination, hey, today's probably not a great day for me to go and train because my body hasn't recovered yet. But there's no excuse for me not to go and, and, and actually go and do that. So, you know, it, today was just a, one of those days where I was just like, yeah, okay. And then as soon as I start running, I felt great. Felt like, you know, I was, I was, I was you know, fully recovered and ready to go. And, um, you know, today I actually felt better than I think I have in a, in, in a while, like I, you know, every so often I'll get like my, my, my ankles will like start to like burn a bit or my, like my lower back is all weak because I've been running too much. I felt just like perfect today. So it was a good day to get out there and, and put the work in. But again, my rituals are very much based off of how I do things in the way that I, I kind of maximize my recovery, maximize my, my intro workouts, how I'm working out. All of those things are really important to incorporate into your schedule as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm just concerned that the, the fact that you checked your whip today and it said that you had good recovery, so you're like, okay, I'm going to work out. But on other days, whenever you have shit recovery, you're like, oh, this thing's a piece of shit. I'm going to work out anyway. So so it's funny you say that because <laughs> as as I was saying, if it if the recovery said it was 10%, and as as I was saying, I might, I, might anyway. not, I was totally lying on the podcast because I still would have absolutely gone to the gym and I would have completely disregarded Like I mean, I feel 100%. like that. I feel like that the, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that the whip recovery the reason that they do that is exactly for that reason it is for you to have an idea of if your body's in a good place to go and train and obviously if it's in the green and you're good to go all day long like go and do it but I think that the idea of having you know the the like yellowy color and the red color is that you should maybe listen to what it says I know you don't I know but yeah. Yeah. I think that's the idea. No, no, <laughs> listen, I, I agree with you on principle here, Ben, but when it comes to actually implementing, I don't. So, you know, it's, <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, you know, listen, I, you know, you can tell from my check-ins. I mean, you know, it's funny, like, I think it was, you know, probably four or five weeks ago, you know, you're like, listen, we just talked about sleep on the podcast and you're getting crap sleep throughout the week. You need to work on it. You know what I've done? I've worked on it, you know, and now this week isn't going to be as great. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to completely be transparent here, but, but all the prior weeks have been great. Uh, it's not bad. I've, I've got some great sleep this week. There's been a couple nights where it's been like five hours or five and a half hours, but I'm mostly in the six and a half to, to eight hour range uh, to, you know, this week, which has been good. But, you know, recovery is an important aspect of everything that we do here, right? Because you, we need to, our bodies need time to regenerate, to recover, to rebuild uh, and everything else. And what was interesting, you know, when my buddy came over yesterday, you know, he was asking, he's like, well, is he he's, okay? Have you checked on him today? <laughs> I haven't checked on him today, but he, he actually scheduled uh, last night uh, time to come over Thursday. So he'll be, we'll be working out tomorrow, uh, Thursday as well. And what I've been doing is um, it, it, for the interest of time, cause it's in the mornings and you know, I've got a lot of work to get done and stuff. I, I uh, we're on different schedules. So like he'll be on a legs day and I'll be on like, you know, a push day or whatever. So, you know, I can focus on him and we're not using the same type of equipment, you know, and we're just going back and forth between things, which has worked out really good. And I'm focusing on, you know, form and everything else. It was funny because, you know, uh, he hadn't done deadlifts before. Uh, and uh, so he's doing a deadlift and I was working on him on form and started off light and everything else. And, you know, started kind of gradually getting more confidence and we're using the, the trap bar, which is really good to help out with form, especially early on. You know, you really can't mess up on that based on how the, you know, how it's locked in and everything. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I'm like, well, you want to get, you know, we're going to warm up. Let's get to 12. So he warms up. He does 12. He does 12 again. And I'm like, okay, you want to be in the, you know, five to 10 range here. And he gets to 10. I'm like, cool, keep going. You know, and he's, you know, he's like struggling. He's like, he's like, like shaking and he's going back up. And I'm like, oh, you got two more and you keep going. You know, it's just, it was, it was great. But, um, you know, what's interesting about that though, the recovery aspect of how our bodies work, um, is just equally as important. So I have a pretty stringent recovery protocol, uh, that I focus on. So, one of the things that um, I do uh, is I, I try to apply some sort of heat to my body at night, 
um, whether that's through um, a hot tub. Um, I have a sauna, so you know I know not everybody can do that, but there are really cool uh, portable sauna options on Amazon that are like three, four hundred bucks. Uh, where like these little tents that basically come up. There's ones that um just you know you <laughs> look it looked like a a big balloon blanket uh, <laughs> that you know your head goes into and your head's sticking out and then it's like a sauna that heats your body up. There's also ones that fully immerse you. It's like a you know pop up tent um, that you know um, have infrared saunas that that work really well. Uh, those those have phenomenal benefits on recovery in your body because what it does is it heats your blood up, which thins your blood, which causes your, your body to repair itself much faster because blood can transport to locations that it may not have been, been able to. But also, it does a lot of things as far as um, ca uh, calorie burn, uh, human growth hormone production. So uh, your human growth hormones shoot up, which helps with recovery, metabolism, uh, everything else. There's some really great benefits of you know detoxification of, of you know you know things in your body. So many great benefits of of, of doing some sort of heat you know um, aspects around uh, your body. I still will not do cold showers, but but uh and then you know my my i my had a cool charge I, I, I like nine times out of ten i have a cool charge just before we come on the podcast because it gives me that like because obviously it's later on in the day for me so i need that like because i need to obviously have energy whenever i'm here and i'm not like stuck hanging off the edge of my desk so that's my that's my hack for that i won't do cold not showers. you're interested no, yeah, that's mm. i try listen I, I i i really try to psych myself into doing cold showers and i'm like nope it's not no, gonna do it nope. Nope. <laughs> nope like i've done a lot of great things cold showers nope I'm done. Not it. Nope. Just not interested. Not interested. I just can't do it. And uh, so, so we all have our quirks, right? Cold showers. Some people can do cold showers. That's fantastic for you. Not me. Not me. But um, and then at nighttime, you know, uh, the supplement routine can can be good from a recovery perspective as well. So um, I take the Animal Pack PM. Uh, uh, there's also like the total the on it total human PM packs as well. You know, combination of, you know, essential amino acids. Again, you know, if you don't have enough protein, again, you don't need essential amino acids. It's just great to kind of stack on top of it to make sure you're getting adequate protein. If you're doing adequate protein, again, you just typically don't need essential amino acids. But it also has some nighttime things like magnesium, um, things to relax your body, uh, that type of stuff. And I also take um, apigenin, which is just more for prostate um, health overall. Uh, just, you know, just a good thing to do. It was recommended by Huberman, so I had to do it. And then... Um, but really, that, that animal PM pack has really helped out a lot. Uh, the magnesium aspects of things. I stay completely away from melatonin. I hear a lot of people that incorporate melatonin into their their routine, and I used to do that. But there are some issues, side effects, especially with long-term use of heavy doses of melatonin. So I stick away from things that may have you know resonant impacts on my body long-term. But I'll tell you, my sleep is uh, really solid. One of the other things that I invested in that has been a game-changer for me, um, and it takes a little bit of time to get used to, so, so get used to it. So again, I'm, I'm a wussy when it comes to cold. But I have a, um, it's a, it's essentially like a pillow or a, a blanket that goes over your bed sheet, and uh, there's a tube that goes through it, and it goes to this this base that you fill with water, and it cools uh, the bed down. So uh, I have a, a set schedule where it drastically starts to drop the temperature um, of my bed, so that I start to get you know cold at night, and and being around like the sixty. Three to 64 degree, 65 degree temperature range um, has been really beneficial for my sleep. And I, I find myself in a much deeper sleep as I go through. So the cold weather aspect around sleeping is really important. And you don't feel like you're super cold because you have a blanket above you. Your body's kind of maintaining that heat, but below you is cold. So it's kind of a nice balance between uh, everything. So that's kind of my my recovery routine as I start to go through things. Stretching is important. Yeah. I try to stretch twice a day too. Um, you know, all those things are, are kind of com compounded to my recovery. I think the you know the talk about sleep the what you're talking about the the coolness I think that's something that I would need because I'm a warm fucking person but I, it's funny that you talk about you know the bed and sleep routine so obviously I've moved house bought a new mattress and the I don't know if I've told you, I don't know if I've told you this but anyway I ordered a new mattress it's fine obviously we know the importance of getting a good mattress and a good night's sleep and whatever else I actually used to work in a bed shop which is a whole different fucking conversation that we can have another time but anyway. So I ordered this mattress, that was okay, and then the girl emails me to get a delivery date and whatever else, and she was like, oh, are you, we've just come across you on Instagram, you bc.train on Instagram, and I was like, yeah. She goes, oh, that's really cool, I'm going to send you a, um, a complimentary pillow if you do a review for us. So I've had this pillow, and I, I was never a fan of like thick, hard pillows, but my sleep since I've had it, I've slept fucking awesome. So... This is my message to you guys. The importance of a good mattress and a good pillow will totally change your life. It's bedtime.co.uk for anybody in the UK that wants to go. I think I have a discount code for the thing. I feel like a proper influencer now, but uh, I have a discount code for the mattress or for the, the pillow. So that's my that's my take on sleep and the, the mattress and the pillow. 
mattress and and your pillow so important so i used to always wake up with like uh my, my wife would know when i, I slept where because I, I could only go like this yeah, I couldn't turn my neck the whole way. I couldn't like rotate my neck the full way because there'd be pain there. And uh, you know, having a good mattress and a good pillow has really fixed a lot of my bad sleeping habits. Yeah. And one of the things too I found is that I, I got a I got a sleep number mattress that actually has like HRV stuff built into it. I don't honestly use that because I'm my whoop band, but it's good data you know for how you're sleeping. And I noticed that if I slightly raise the 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 top of my uh, bed. You know, from a, a, a mattress perspective, I sleep more on my back, which is which is intended. I, I am a all over the place sleeper. I'll sleep on my side, on my stomach, on my front. You know, everywhere. I'm I'm always tossing and turning. And then, but if I if I just put it up, and if I elevate the 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 back of it just a little bit, um, it keeps me more on my back, to where I'm more positional, and I can get more of a, a steady sleep as I'm going through. I'm not always fighting to figure out what's the most comfortable spot for me. So that's helped out a ton. So I can't emphasize enough the combination of a really good. Uh, mattress and a really good uh, pillow that can really help you out in those specific areas. And it's funny because um, with the sleep number mattresses and, you know, a lot of the newer technology ones have this too, you can automatically adjust the firmness of them. So, you know, Aaron is like the, the bed needs to be rock hard, like literally sleeping on concrete, you know? And I used to be one of those ones that was like, it needs to be like I'm on a cloud. But since I've actually been adjusting things, I've gotten much more firm uh, on my bed as I've gotten along, and that's actually worked out really well for me as I've, I've started to adjust this as, as I've you know experimented with different things. So, you know, I'm not not nearly as extreme as Aaron on the you know bed of nails, but you know for me it's it's you know I'm on a, on a, I'm on a much more sturdy cloud as I'm going through and doing things. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I used to work in a, in a bed shop when it feels like a hundred years ago. But you know the the differences you can get in the mattress and the differences of like you know what people need versus what they actually have and actually spend in time to actually understand what you need is is massively important and then obviously we know the importance of sleep and if we're talking about optimizing your your workouts and optimize your training obviously sleep's a big conversation around that as well i was on mute i had it really quickly <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be a podcast if i wasn't struggling to get off of the, the mute but i feel like there needs you know i wonder if i can get the stream deck to hit like if there's a way for me to hit a button yeah, and on of mute. course you can do everything on the stream deck Literally everything. Like I could press a button here. I haven't set it up, but I could press a button here to turn the lights on. Everything. I've had this thing for like two months and I haven't touched it at all. It just sits there. <laughs> looks good though. Looks good. It, it looks really cool. It looks really cool, but it does nothing. It does nothing for me right now. But uh, I'll see if you to actually. So genuinely, this is an obviously total side note that nobody really needs to know. But if you actually spend some time setting that up, like it is a really fucking useful thing. Like to have. Like you can literally like you can almost you can set it up to do sequences as well so you you know it, if you press one button it can do 10 things i mean i think that's going to make your life massively easier i i agree with you but i mean you know it's it's one of those things where i'm like i just i just need to actually go and do it and i just you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like hey do i go lift for an extra 20 more minutes or do i figure out configure stream deck you know so yeah <laughs> that's one thing i want to say like a, another quick story we talked about this before the podcast but you know, like when we talk about progress, I think is is another big topic, right? So we talked a little bit about, um, you know, like how do we maximize our workout routines and get what we need to. But I also think, why are we maximizing our workout routines, right? And and what's the purpose of that? You know, obviously we want to try to perform our best because the more we perform, the better our bodies handle it. The more we, you know, build muscle, etc. And that's the same thing. It's like. You know, I was explaining to my buddy uh, yesterday why we do the way that we do it. And the program that I was putting him through is very similar to what I'm doing, which is, you know, heavy, 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 heavy compound movements as, as heavy as we can go, you know, between the five to 10 rep range for strength. And then the rest of that is, is attack your muscles from all different angles to blow it out to where it's exhausted, right? How, how, how many times can we hit that muscle to where you're just, you're just so fit, that muscle so fatigued that just gives up, right? And that, that, that gets into the volume discussion of how much volume can we throw you know, at this in the higher rep ranges. And so, you know, we, I started them off with deadlifts, then we did squats, um, then we did reverse hacks, then we did leg presses, uh, and then we, you know, finished it off with, you know, throwing tires, uh, goblet squats, and then I had him use the TRX bands and just, just jumping up and down. And it was funny because, you know, if he would have started with that jumping up and down at the beginning, he probably would have been able to do 100 of them. I think he did six or five, you know, like, like he, you, know, you could hear him. He's like, ah, oh, you know, and, and, and at the time, you know, I was doing a push day 
and I hit my triceps, you know, uh, my, my chest and triceps really hard. And I have this uh, iron chest master that I use more body weight for that I prefer. So it's, you know, go down and it has these, these arms that, you know, push in to get that, that, you know, uh, pectoral flex as you're going through and doing it. And I can only do like five of those and I can only do like two dips, you know? So like I was at a fatigue state as well. So, you know, it's like, Hey, why are we doing this so hard? You know? And again, it's to maximize that progression, but how do you track progression? I think is a really big discussion. I know this is a, a rabbit hole that we could talk about probably for, for two hours, but what are some tips that you would recommend Ben for people to track progress? Because I think one of the biggest things that I even struggle with, with having as a trainer is I'm not progressing fast enough. I don't notice a difference. You know, um, you know, how do I know I'm actually increasing, you know, myself, you know, beginning better myself, or am I going to be that guy that's at the gym three years later, looking the exact same, still wondering why I'm not looking like the guy next to me. That's a bodybuilder. You know, like w what is the steps for tracking progression and how do you, you know, obviously you don't want to compare yourself to anybody else. You want to compare yourself to yourself and making progress, but what are some things that, that, people can look for in their own programs that they're doing uh, to track progress and to show that they're actually getting progress down the road. Yeah. Before I get into that conversation, I would just like to remind you that all those things that you're putting your body through and like the, the enjoyment that you're getting for that, I am coming over there to do the same to you, to make sure that you are the one that's almost in, in tears from the from the workout. So just remember the, the enjoyment that you're getting from that. I'm coming over and I'm going to get the exact same thing. Um, from a progression thing the thing for me i think is is having as much data as possible because one thing that i've learned over time is you're not always going to progress every single week in every single area so if you have a lot of different data markers and this is why i have such an extensive uh check-in sheet if you had a lot of if you have a lot of different data markers it means that then you can you can make sure that you're progressing somewhere along the line if we're talking about training and optimizing your training, obviously the, the power of logging your workouts and having a workout log is essential for your progress because I don't give a shit who you are, what your memory's like. There's no way you can remember every rep, how many you did, every set, every exercise, every single week. Having a log of it and knowing that you can flick back and forward on it and go through it and go right, okay, last week I got X amount of reps at X amount of weight. I know what I need to do to, to beat that this week. Um, so that that to me is key and you know I, I find that people are so shocked whenever they start to see progress in terms of their strength whenever they actually have the the numbers in front of them and I know for me it totally transformed my my training many years ago and um, the thing with that as well is you know sort of being in tune with all the other variables throughout the day so your hydration your sleep your food the time of day everything else that you've had going on to make sure that whenever you go into the workout you've you know you're going in in a similar state um the other thing with that as well is you know if you go three weeks and i think i've said this before if you go three weeks and you haven't progressed in a lift or a movement then know that you can just swap it out for for something similar so progressing that way in terms of strength logbook is absolutely key like you, anybody who's yeah. not log in their workouts or tracking their workouts go right now buy a logbook write it with pen and paper and you will literally like for me it's a sort of almost like getting myself in the right mindset whenever i'm going into training so i'll spend like 10 minutes writing it in my logbook and i'll sit and that 10 minutes is me sort of getting into the headspace of like okay right i'm going in the train now okay right fucking hell last time i did this this is the weight that i did i remember it was absolutely brutal how am I going to beat that? But then you're in the mindset of knowing exactly the numbers that you're going in to do and exactly the numbers that you know that you need to hit. So logbook number one. Videos are always good as well. Um, and obviously, you know, we've compared videos in terms of where you're at from a form perspective, you know, even down to, you know, perfecting the tempo. Like if you look back to videos, even from a year ago, the videos of now, not even talking about the weight, but how you actually move and the control that you have of the bar, no matter what movement it is that you're doing. So videos are a good marker of that as well. Don't be, yep. if you train in a, in a big gym or a public gym or a commercial gym, don't be embarrassed about taking a, a video, like fuck them. I just literally set my phone up again for the 31 people on YouTube, set my phone up against my water bottle like that. And I take it like that. Like I have Is no that really how you do it? Cause I actually wondered that I'm like, how does he get such good videos? I bet he's got like yeah. this podium or this thing here that he does. No, like, is that, okay. That's literally how I do it. <laughs> sometimes I'll set it on the floor. Sometimes I'll set it on a bench depending okay. on, on where okay. I'm at, what I'm doing, but that's literally, I thought how it was it. much more sophisticated than that, but okay. That's no, fine. no, 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 that's no, great. No, it, it, <laughs> I pr actually, prefer, I'm actually appreciating the, uh, you even more right now. So go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
live videos, then obviously progress photos are essential. And, you know, again, you and I have had this conversation and, you know, the frustration of you feeling like you're not progressing. And I just literally send you over a, a sequence of photos and you're like, oh, right, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to shut up again. Now. Yes. Um, so yeah, they would be the three main things. So having a workout log, essential, essential, taking videos of yourself because you may not look the, like the look of it now. You may look at it and go, geez, like what way am I moving? But you're never going to correct it if you're not actually visualizing it. And I don't care about looking in a mirror. I don't care about anything else. Having a video and having a reference of it. And then obviously progress progress photos to look at them. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. I, I, I can't emphasize enough how important the uh, the logbook, well, all three of those are, but the logbook for me was, was monumental and game-changing because, you know, I look at last week's performance and I say, okay, well, I need to beat that, right? In some way, shape, or form. And... Yeah, I like the simplicity that you had a few podcasts ago around rep ranges on like, you know, hey, if my goal is to get between five and 10 and I'm hitting that upwards of 10 mark, then I need to add more weight on, right? So that's an easy way of kind of keeping track of it. But at the same time, you know, having a detailed logbook of saying, you know, hey, my total volume or this, you know, for this specific, you know, weight was, or this specific movement was this, you know, there, there are times where, um, just a good example, for my heavy compound movements, uh, let's just say, you know, I, I hit 10, right? And so I, then I add, you know, 10 more pounds on, uh, or 20 more pounds on or whatever it ends up being. And then I only get six. Okay. My total volume will be substantially lower than what it was with 10, because I'm able to obviously knock out more rep ranges. So I'll notice that. And I'll also add maybe an additional, you know, back offset on top of that so that I can still get that volume range that I need, um, you know, for that specific movement. So I'm not hurting the volume aspects of things, but I'm still increasing on the strength side. So like yesterday is a good example of that. I increased my weights. Uh, you know, like I, I was like, I looked at it from two weeks ago. I had like, it was like uh, 10, nine and eight for 235 on my, um, my neutral grip uh, incline. And, you know, so then I, I updated to 245 and then I, you know, I think got like, you know, I think I got like, seven six and five or something like that and so then what i did is i just did an additional set of my back off sets of my you know uh I, I usually do one back off set but instead i did two you know and i just did you know like 185 by 15 and then i ended up you know being able to increase my volume from that previous week from that same movement or exercise while also still increasing um the weight that i'm incorporating for the strength side of the house so you know without detailed data around that i wouldn't be able to make that determination of saying listen you know i need to still progress on volume but i also need to still progress on strength how do you balance those two as you're going through and doing that and logbooks are one of those great ways of doing it again mine probably sounds ridiculous as far as you know the math component of it but you know understanding hey this is the weight that i did last week how do i increase that this week or to get one more rep you know like hey so you know if i did you know a bicep curl for 25 pounds you know, and I did 10 of those, can I get 11, you know, or can I get 12, you know, just increasing that volume and getting one more rep or just so somewhere being able to add additional weight is, is what you're trying to accomplish here as you go through it. And that logbook is so critically important uh, as you go through and start to do all those progress pictures, exactly the same thing. You know, there, there, there are times there many times I'd go to Ben, I'm like, I suck. I'm not getting any, I'm not getting any better. You know, like I, I, I feel like I'm the same person as I was a year ago. And you're like, Oh my God, dude, really? Seriously? Are we really doing this again right now? This again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this again. Let me just, let me just go back to Dave a year ago to Dave today. Let's go through this really quick here. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, progress pictures are really important and it's, you know, what, what, I think people expect is that immediate feedback and results that you get from like Twitter, for example, or social media where like you get instant feedback. Well, you're not going to get instant feedback for weight training for a week. You know, it's, it's going to take time. But you will, you just won't, the feedback you're getting is you can't walk. That, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> That's feedback. You know, you did some good shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, when you start to break that down, you start to notice little changes week after week after week and saying, well, Hey, maybe I'm a little bit thinner or, Hey, maybe I'm noticing, you know, a vein, or maybe I'm noticing, you know, an actual muscle group that's, that's, you know, growing larger, or Hey, my calves are growing bigger, whatever it ends up being, you know, you start to notice these little differences of how you start to build your body. And, and those are the things that are really important for you to see progression wise. So progression in the logbook means that you're increasing muscle mass, right? So if you're going up in strength, you are increasing muscle mass because your muscles are rebuilding themselves stronger in order to accomplish that specific thing. You're pushing yourself harder. Your muscles grow uh, faster, grow larger, grow in strength. And then your progress pictures are obviously the testament. Now, you know, we do things like measurements around, 
you know, waist and, 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 uh, you know, your measurements around your, your, your arms and your chest and your quads and everything else. Those are also equally important and coupling that with the scale to say, Hey, am I going the right direction from a calorie perspective or do I need to make deviations or changes, things like that. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do to, to track progress over time as you start to go through it, but getting those, those, that, that system in place is what's ultimately going to make you successful in your journey. If you want to, you know, if you want to be that, that, person that's in the gym, you know, and they do the same exact workout every single time with the same exact weight and they have the same exact results for the next 10 years, you know, you can be that person. But if you push yourself, you know, and you start to actually understand what's going on in your body and you have a system to put yourself around, you won't be that same person for 10 years. You know, you will make progress. You will get stronger. You will be better. It's not going to be a maintenance mode type of thing. So, you know, again, push yourself, understand the, the weights that you're pushing, push more volume, push more, more weights, you know, um, actual amount of weights. Um, and, uh, you know, keep yourself from a, a progress perspective and tracking what you're doing. Yeah. I think that, you know, that is an important one. And I think I've had, I've, I've had this conversation before, but <clears throat> basically long story short, the gym that I used to work in had another gym, like the original gym. And when I, I used to train in Jimco Infinity, it's called, right? Not to get into it, but Jimco Infinity, then the one that I worked in was Jimco and Cityside. So anytime that I was training, obviously when I worked in the gym, I just trained in the one in Cityside. Whenever I left the gym, I went back to train in the one Infinity. And there was genuinely a lot, a lot of, too many, too many people that were there that were doing the same workouts, doing the same weight and looked exactly the same. And that was like, four years of a difference there would be nothing more frustrating to me to be the same for four years and literally if you go in fair fucks to anybody who goes to the gym okay like if you're going and doing it you put the work in then yes you know you're that's half of the battle but you want to make sure that you're progressing because if you're going in and you're doing the same weight and the same reps and the same exercise you're going to stay the same you need to create a new stimulus on the body and that's how it will adapt so yes okay going is half of the battle but you may as well maximize your time get there and you know if you're going to take time out of your day to do it you may as well get the most from it by actually tracking and progressing through your workouts and through your lifts yep yep those are all the things we look at and uh again you know that that would be absolutely frustrating to me too if i wasn't making progress like i gotta make progress like if i don't see myself making progress then i'm not pushing myself hard enough i'm not doing the right things to to get the goals that i want to um and again you know go ahead i think that you know you're talking about the the one extra rep and i I had this conversation recently with a client like you know it's great at the start because you start a new plan and you can progress quite quickly so you're maybe getting you know five extra reps so you're adding 10 or 20 pounds you're like oh my god i'm fucking invincible but when you get to the end of the workout plan you've been doing it for three four five six seven months and you're grinding out those last reps or you're you're reaching strength levels that you've actually never had before you're you're literally putting your body through things that it's never done before that to me is the most rewarding part of training people like do you got get bored of your workers and like i fucking love that like i can actually be better at this like i can actually i'm stronger like i have a, a tangible this is how many i did at this weight last week this week's version of me did more therefore i am better i am stronger yep. and i have made progress and that to me you know it, it then spills out into everything else that you do do you know what i mean if you have that mental attitude of well i can do more in this so why can i not do more in that and that's you know that's ultimately the greatest gift that the training has ever given to me the ability to know that i can achieve anything i really put my mind to well i think that's like the the point you said about the uh the videos too right i mean i remember you showed me that video of me doing a deadlift and i had 245 pounds you know lifting and i'm doing you know 500 plus and you know it's like you're like wow like that was me then that's me now i i've come a really mm-hmm. long way and and there are some you know newbie aspects to that right you know when you first start training you can go up very quickly because you know you get your body, your mind, muscle connection, you know, your, your body gets used to the, yeah. the lifting the weights. You can continue to push it, but there comes a threshold where you have to seriously put weight on and muscle on to get mm-hmm. to a certain point. And, you know, and there was that time where I was just trying to get to five Oh five and, and, and you were too, and, and we were just, just grinding our asses off. I actually saw a really good, um, tip on how to progress. If you, if you start the plateau in your, in your deadlift. So basically if you imagine you set the safety bars or the pins in your rack and you almost do like. I don't want to say it. it's almost like a an isometric hold so you do it the bars underneath the pins and you come up and you hold it so you're going against the pressure of the bars you can only push it a certain amount and you're doing that isometric hold mm. a tip for us to try out i thought i thought you were going to say deload week and i was going to be angry at you so. <laughs> <laughs> just hang up the call that's yeah. it Fuck hey guys i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right i think we should finish with 
three top tips of how to maximize or optimize your workout. I'll let you go first. Eat enough food. Uh, I think yes, is, is absolutely one. agree. You see people who are eating a thousand calories in the bin. You need to eat enough food, and that long story short, you need to eat enough food. I was I was talking to my buddy yesterday, and you know, he's like, "Oh man, I was just you know I, I'm probably eating only like fifteen hundred to you know thirteen hundred calories a day." I'm like, "Dude, I would be I'd hate my life. Like you know, like I, <laughs> I need more food than that, man. Seriously." Um, so eat enough food, I think, is important for your training, right? And and I think there's a certain part of that that's important to understand too is that if you're not training, don't eat as much food. Right. So if you're not training, you know, don't don't eat twenty five hundred, three thousand calories, you know, drop it down four or five hundred calories from that that workout perspective. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're going through and eating, but eat enough food to maximize the energy output that you're going to need for your body. Uh, That'd be number one. Number two would be uh, get raspberry ketones. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Serious the whole way through. It fucked it at the end. <laughs> Do not. Nobody buy raspberry ketones. Please. Don't get raspberry ketones. We're just joking. We're just joking. Uh, uh, I think. I think. I think the second thing is is making sure that you. And this is something that obviously I I don't always pay attention to is making sure you have ample recovery to be able to get your lifts in to do the maximum amount of effort, right? So recovery is a really big aspect of things. So, and if you do work out and your muscle groups are still extremely sore, it, you know, take take a day off, relax, you know, repair your body, um, you know, get, you know, and if things are starting to hurt, don't just plow through it. You're just gonna hurt yourself even more. So I think recovery is, is a big aspect of it. And then the third one for me, I think will be, um, you know, just the routine that you get yourself into that allows you to, be in the right mental state as well as the right state to perform. You know, for me, as soon as I take that pre-workout, and and I'm not saying you have to take a pre-workout, just pre-workouts work for me. It's it's almost a even if it's a placebo effect, when I take that pre-workout, I know it's time. Like I know it's time that I'm going to in a half hour be putting my body through something that it's going to need a lot of energy for. It's a, it's almost like a, a signal, even if it does nothing, even if you know the 300 milligrams of caffeine and a you know, 3000 milligrams of beta alanine and everything else that's in there and L citrine and leucine and everything else, you know, even if that's just a placebo effect, my body knows, Hey, it's coming. And so I get myself into the right state. And I think that's an important piece of is getting yourself into the right state to be able to go in there and to maximize, you know, what you're doing from a, a workout perspective. Those are my three. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what I use the right at my training log for. Like it's time to sort of switch from whatever I was doing before to knowing that I'm going to go and train too. So if I've been recording a podcast or doing check-ins or on calls or whatever, then I open my workout log and I know right, it's time to work out. The three for me would be prioritize your nutrition around your workout window. So, okay, we're talking about calories. That's absolutely fine. But the quality of the calories, if you think about food as fuel, you wouldn't put shitty fuel in a supercar. So you need to sort of think about it like that. Good quality food, prioritize it around your workout. Try and prioritize carbs in and around there to give yourself enough energy. The next one would be hydration. So make sure you're hydrated enough throughout the day. I can't emphasize enough the importance of, of being hydrated for everybody on the planet, but specifically if you're going to go and try and optimize what you're doing from a trainer perspective. And the third one would be make sure you have a good playlist. Good playlist can transform your yes. workouts hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am a huge fan of play. That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, yeah. I have yeah. to have music. Like as soon as I start, my playlist is going, right? And and, and it always yeah. is different. Like, you know, you've 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 heard my playlist, you know. I mean yeah, yeah. No, no country, but uh anything else is, is free game. So <laughs> anything goes <laughs> anything not goes, country. Though. Except country. <laughs> no offense to folks who like country. If you like country, that's cool. I just can't do country. So <laughs> Yeah, so that would be that would be my three. Um, prioritize your nutrition, well, all the time, but prioritize your nutrition in and around your workouts. Make sure you're hydrated and get yourself a good playlist. Awesome. Well, hey, fantastic podcast. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and listening to us today. Obviously, check us out on uh, Twitter at uh, we, ha- uh, we Hack Health, uh, you know, uh, Hacking Health Podcast on, on Discord, uh, all the various uh, mechanisms, share with your friends, family, etc. I've been trying to cut down on the F-bombs. Ben has not. So, you know, it's... Nope. I've doubled down on them. <laughs> cutting down and double down on them. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, appreciate the community, the response back. You know, we get... Um, what's great is, you know, like the last podcast, a lot of the folks in the Discord channel were talking about the podcast and going through things and i thought it was really good to see you know those discussions and like you know one of them had uh on their tv listening to while they're working out that's just great you know like love seeing people get 
great information out of the podcast and hopefully help them out as they're going through this. And again, that's our whole you know thing here is sharing our experiences and our journeys and sharing yours as well and being able to, to incorporate those other than that, that vitamin dude. But other than that, everything else is great. So, uh, you know, but I really appreciate everybody. Yeah. And I think one of the cool things that I've seen is, you know, people specifically on Twitter, you know, maybe someone has, has asked a question or put a comment and you'll see someone comment and tag, you know, we hack health and then literally put some information in that, that we have said, or that they've yeah. learned from the podcast. And I think that for me, that's what this is about. And obviously it's grown over the past six months or however long it's been, but share it with people, share the information, ask us questions, whatever you need. If there's topics you want covered, if there's people you want on, put it in the Discord, tweet us, whatever you need to do, but share it. Let's get the information out there because ultimately the goal for us is to help as many people as possible. Yep. And with that, thank you very much. Appreciate everybody. We'll catch you next week. Uh, and we got Helmy on. Helmy's a big boy. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be like, Hey, hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm in my tippy toes the whole time. Like, hey, Helmy, how you doing, man? How's it going? Right, see you next week.